God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And I'm joined by Leonor Kavoda. Hello, Good morning, Leonor. Scott. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. So we've got a new show coming to you uh, on Red State Talk Radio. It's called Sac- uh, uh, It's called Beer, Chips, and... Uh, wait. Beer, <laughs> Chips, and Politics. Yeah, Beer, Chips, and Politics. Yeah, And it's knocking them back. And that's going to be a, a fun show. I've actually gotten to hear a couple of the shows, and they're absolutely phenomenal. I think so, they're really good, too. Yeah, so we're going to be bringing that on board. Uh, and it's produced by um, uh, our, our old friend, Pat Canine. Yeah, and, and, he's, and he's one of the hosts, so it's really good. Yeah, you're, you're, you guys are going to love it. So it's uh, something we're really excited about, and we're going to be uh, finding a place on our network here real soon uh this week sometime and um we'll make we'll be making more of an announcement about it um so that's that part of it um congratulations to the penn state wrestling team on one count and then you know congratulations to the iowa wrestling team on the other i think you need to explain well uh penn state did something that they've only done twice in, in history before this is the third time they've done it and they managed out of 10 weight classes in wrestling, uh, out of 10 weight classes, they managed to get uh, four national champions. And the same day on Saturday, they, they actually had two guys going for seventh, and they won those too. So they were six out of the 10 weight classes, the winners, but four national titles, individual national titles, yet they still took second. To Iowa. Oh, wow. And Iowa only had, I think, one. Yeah, one national titleist. But, but national they still champion. won. Yeah, I mean, because they can had... It, how, how can that happen? How does it work? Well, because they, they had a lot of people finishing at third place. Mm-hmm. You know, and Penn State, uh, their other guys, uh, didn't go through the wrestlebacks uh, in the way that they should have or could have or, you know, what whatever. So... 
uh, they had more point scorers. I think that they brought 10 wrestlers to the party, whereas uh, Penn State brought nine. So there was that. Um, you know, there was a lot of the. But you know what was interesting? There were two wrestling programs that were being on the chopping block. And it brings us kind of to the story that we're going to be talking about. And so Stanford had, had a national title. They got an individual national championship. I was so happy for Stanford. And, and also, Fresno State had really great success with one of their wrestlers. And I think that they may have won a national title themselves. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Um, but Fresno State's getting cut. And the year they're getting cut, they're doing remarkable things. And, uh, and Stanford is getting cut. Even though they have the endowment, they have the money. They have, and so they were wearing all black singlets with no logo, no S, no Stanford S on there. And it brings me to the next point, you know, because wrestler wrestling uh, is a sport that I I love, and uh, it's one of these sports where it's really taken a hit um, by uh, Title Nine, mm-hmm. and Title Nine is this um, this thing that you know a lot of people have sacrificed. There's a lot of individuals that wrestle since they were seven years old, eight years old. I started when I was eight years old, nine years old. And, um, you know, there's a lot of wrestlers uh, that start out young. They work their whole life for, you know, to go to the school of their dreams. And it might be the Fresno State Bulldogs, for example. And, and they, they finally get to the point where they want to compete for their school. And their school programs cut. Why? Because Title IX says, well, there's a quota. We can only uh, we, we have to have equal number of women athletes as we do male athletes in college. And so Title IX kind of makes that happen. Well, football and football and basketball and the money making sports gobble up a lot of men. They gobble them all up. So next thing you know, they have to kind of almost like reinvent like women's rowing and uh, some other sports that, you know, weren't even popular. Um, but they do it to equal it out, to level the playing field out. And that situation is uh, it, it, cost prohibitive. It was costly to the to wrestling. Right? It was costly to wrestling because mm-hmm. at some point you're going to have to give up some male sports that are just all male. So one of the things that wrestling's been doing is really promoting women's wrestling. And I got to tell you, the women are really, really great at wrestling. And our women's Olympic team is really, really rock solid. But it brings me to the point about the transgender. Yeah. Because in one fell swoop, Joe Biden and his pen are going to reverse all the sacrifice that was made, all the gains that were made for women. And all of the sacrifice that the male wrestling teams, the men's wrestling teams, have suffered over the last three, four, five decades as it relates to a a rather like a socialist program of quota-based systems, uh, which is something that socialists like to do. They like to have like they look at they look at mass populations as heads of sheep. And that's why you see them carting them around like a matador with a red cape, bringing them through the southern border over here, 
In Europe, they might bring them out of the Middle East and use them as slave labor to lower their manufacturing costs and compete on the world stage for the globalist stage for cheap labor and control of voters Mm -hmm. and rigged elections. See, that's what's happening is this whole thing, this whole blow up in the southern border is all about that rigging of the elections. You say, what? Immigration's rigging? You're getting it. How do you do that? But it does. You get the numbers. You need the numbers. You need the numbers. You need the IDs. You need the heads, like heads of cattle. So a head of cattle, you brand it, you give it a number, right? That cow's number 222, right? People keep forgetting. They think branding is a sexy word. All it is 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 about putting an imprint on an animal. Yeah, yeah. I always hear that. It was the new buzzword for the last 20 years, like branding. And then you think about the actual roots of the word. It's kind of archaic. It's like a farmer that wants to actually say, this is my cow, not your cow. Because last I checked, cows don't speak English. It's like tattooing your animal. Yeah, they don't even speak as they do. Yeah. You know, they they don't speak. So so you need to brand them. It's my cow. Yeah. Right? That's my cow right So next there. time you next time an organization <laughs> wants to have a branding meeting, think about that. Get that image in your head. Yeah. Well, we brand everybody here. We're branding. Right? We're stamping on you. So um so we're building case, our brand. <laughs> so you know, so this whole thing about um wrestling and Title IX and the socialist program behind it and and then and then it's just being reversed by allowing men to run against women and to compete against women it's just ridiculous it's insane really when you think about it and it's ending overnight it will end women's sports it will ruin women's sports speaking of sports the olympics so all the biggest morons like Liz Cheney and Mitt Romney are talking about boycotting the Olympics. Which, again, is stupid, as we've discussed 2022, before. that's in Beijing, right? Yeah. So China. So I'm a big advocate for the, the Olympics. But, I mean, I know how corrupt it is. They want to cut wrestling, for crying out loud. The IOC in 2012 said 2016 would be the last Olympics. 2020, we would not have any wrestling in 2020. But uh, the wrestling community was up in arms by this because, you know, the nature of wrestling is, and the nature of Olympics is, is there a cost, pro, is it cost prohibitive? Is it representative by a lot of different countries? And do a lot of different countries have a shake or, or stand a chance to, to compete and win, win a medal? Mm-hmm. Those are some of the benchmarks that dictate and determine what, whether or not you're going to have the, a sport. Well, the person that was in charge of this was the modern pentathlon guy where you need like a billion dollars and a lake and an ocean and a sword and a, um, a horse and all these barriers to entry. But yet somehow they kept modern pentathlon and they literally cut wrestling. So then the wrestling community got together, the international wrestling community, and changed some rules and did some things. Mainly what they did was they, they greased some palms. That's what they did. Let's be honest and real yeah. about it. We got enough money together. Um, we got a lot of money. And we started paying people off. And that's how, that's how we kept wrestling. 
And it's sort of like you create a problem in order to get paid off to put the problem away. Yeah. Politicians have been doing that in Washington for, for so long where they'll say, we're going to put the border up. And they're like, ah, yeah, sure. Go ahead. I dare you. I double, I double dang dare you. Next thing you know, they sign a bill. The wall's signed. And now, whoa, you weren't kidding. Wow, that really does look like you're going to get that wall. It does look like you're going to um, get that wall, exactly. So how much do I have to pay you to actually not fund the wall? And so like in 2008, 2009, 2000, all these politicians, we're going to build a wall. And then finally and then they were all paid off. Donald Trump. <laughs> no, but they were all paid off to not uh, finance the wall. So you could, build, you, could, you could get the bill to build it. You know, a little piece of legislation that says you, you got a green light to do it. But can you get the funding? So now it became a reality. And now that that threat was real, their stock just went up. It's sort of like, you know, property value, yeah. right? When a highway gets put in, oh, the highway, the highway's coming in. Oh, that means, you know, we're, and the new school's coming in. They're, they're investing in a school and a highway. That means our, that our gonna, home means something. What's that going to do to your home? It's going to make Values it go up? Go up. Yeah, sure. So do you want to buy it now, phase one, or do, do you want to wait until the price is guaranteed to go up? Yeah. It's the same thing. It's old, old stuff. So anyway, we opened up the, the show, and we were talking about wrestling, and then we were talking about um, Title IX, and we are talking about women's sports and how this ends. We're also talking about this controlling of people. But I want to get over to um, this one uh, topic that's a little disappointing. Uh, with Christy Nome? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is this is interesting because there's an article over on The Federalist uh, by Tristan Justice, who's a writer I like. And in The, in the Federalist, uh, Kristen Nome, they talk about how Christi, Christy Nome, uh, she, you know, got a lot of kudos for not locking down the state of South Dakota. But now she appears to be hesitating to sign the bill that would bar biological males from participation in women's sports. And I think the rationale that's being postulated in the article is that she's under pressure from the South Dakota business groups uh, because, you know, anytime you do anything that appears like it's going against transgender people in one way or another, it's going to be bad for the business communities. So, yeah. so she's kind of in a, a tough spot. So I, wait, say that again. <clears throat> well, basically, the transgenderism is being pushed by corp by the corporate media, right? Just like they were pushing Black Lives Matter to so tear cities apart. So the and, chambers of commerce and the other organizations in the state of South Dakota are putting pressure on her because because you have to allow for this whole transgenderism, and that's the difficulty here. Because I believe these corporations are being bought and um, coerced by China. Oh, I, I think there's some truth to that. And I also think that there's some truth to, you know, what's been going on for many years now, which is this political correctness. We got to check every box. You and I make this comment all the time. We watch a movie, right? And nowadays, every family suddenly has an interracial relationship, has a gay child, has now has an immigrant and almost child. every single every time. Every box is checked. And every time we watch that, we say, well, they checked the boxes. Pay attention to that, folks. Pay attention, because it's, it's almost like 
we we are not paying attention. It's sort of like that stain on the wall that you've been living with, and some guest comes over, and next thing you know, they say, "Hey, what's that stain on the wall?" It's like oh, I haven't even noticed. I forgot about it. You forgot about it, but but that's the no. Point you you is, can't. You oh, can't forget about it. I mean, we have to feel like we are this big, broad rainbow, and and I did that pun on in, on purpose, mm-hmm. just to say every you know that we have covered every <laughs> possible rainbow, yeah it. we've covered nice. every possible segment of the population, and in this case, as you keep bringing up, Scott, this is so completely unfair to female athletes because there is a major difference between <laughs> biological males and biological females, and you know what? If a man wants to become a woman, like uh, Bruce Jenner became a woman. You're going to tell me that Bruce, but that Bruce Jenner physiologically is the same as a female. But at the that point, Bruce Jenner did it. Bruce Jenner was no longer a competitive athlete. The way I see it, if you have a third eye, you're going to probably be yeah. a better sharpshooter. Yeah. So there, there ought to be a, a league for three-eyed sharpshooters. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is that if there's a transgender, um, then what we need to do is we need to. Um, have a transgender, you know, uh, transgender Olympics. Yeah. Right. So good luck with that. See how see how good that works. Right. And and, and the pressure that Chrissy Nome is feeling is, as I said, from the business groups yeah. is because the business groups mean convention revenue yeah. and all types of other money flowing into South Dakota. All right, we're going to take a caller. Um, I believe this uh, gentleman is from the Philadelphia area. Uh, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Hey Scott, uh, I guess you got my package. Oh, okay. Who who, who is this again? This is Matt from Brumo. Oh, this Matt, is Matt yes, from Brumo. Right, right. Uh, yeah, well, uh, a couple a couple shirts from a deployment that I was on during yes. Desert Shield, Desert Storm, and the the, DV, the DVD, the the Sacred Fire. How American long ago did you send it? Did Did you get it yet? No. How long did How long ago did you send it? It was almost two weeks ago that I mailed it. I mailed it about, about it would be two weeks ago. Uh, it was two weeks ago. I mailed it on, a, I believe it was on a Saturday uh, two weeks ago, and they said you would get it on the following Tuesday. That's that's amazing. I'll have to check on it. Well, well But uh, basically, it addresses the, 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 the sacred fire of the American pulpit shows where the problem is, and the movie Esther shows what we can do to remedy it. Right. And no, I just. I'm really che- shocked that you haven't bought it. Well, I just checked the mailbox over the weekend, and uh, I got to tell you, we have the worst mail post office delivery that I've ever seen in my life. Honestly, it's the worst. Um, and when you complain about it, you know, I've had checks that were being mailed to me, uh, large checks and stuff like that for bi- for my other businesses. And I'm waiting. A person said they sent it two weeks ago. And next thing you know, I don't get it until it's still not there. And when I'm talking to the lady, uh, she doesn't even look at me. She doesn't even, like, give me eye contact. You know, they they run the thing. It's it's typical government workers, you know, that just don't yeah. really do their job well. Eventually, it's going to get here. But uh, it's the absolute worst I've ever seen, honestly. It's it's. It's, uh, but it will and get you, here. And uh, you were, you were onto something. This whole, you know, the the, the fact the fact that China is involved in every aspect of our lives now is really annoying to me. Being a being a spec ops vet who served with people that didn't make it back, and it's as though it's as though this administration and he wasn't elected; he was selected. You know, uh, just 
relieves themselves on the graves of, of uh, fallen comrades in Arlington and all across the nation. And it's, it's really, really, really annoying. I'm, I'm glad you're out there amongst many voices of reason amidst, amidst uh, the insanity that pervades, the, that, that pervades this current administration that just wants to ruin this country. Well, Matt, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I struggled with this question for so long. And I can only come up with a few answers. I remember I had Heather McDonald on about a year and a half ago. And I love that. I love her thinking. Um, she's one of my favorite, um, you know, pundits. And she works for the, she's a, a fellow at the uh, Manhattan Institute. And I had her on, and she's really great with social justice issues. And I was asking her about Black Lives Matter and and uh, Antifa, and why these corporations were endorsing them and supporting them, and why the NBA was doing it, you know, with the Black Lives Matter down the floorboards. And, you know, and the question, that was, that was the question I had. And, the, and I asked her this question right out of the gate, and even she couldn't come up to me with a, a brilliant answer um, on this one. Um, because, and she's a brilliant woman. And so I really struggle struggle with it. And one of the things I said then, and I'll say it today, is that the reason why I think that they are, and it, it kind of lends itself to what I said earlier today, just before we brought you on, and that is that there, there could only be one explanation as to why corporations have no problem with Black Lives Matter looting the hell out of their stores and setting their stores on fire. Uh, like in the wake of George Floyd and all this that not, other nonsense, and and that is the wokeness, but that's not good for business because their main clientele is you know blue collar middle class workers that are working manufacturing jobs and raising their family right. So what gives? What is the issue? And the issue is is that China is dictating the terms of that relationship and they're controlling it. Uh, the reason why I say like with NBC, for example, they want to build a theme park in China. So naturally, China then allows them to do it, but it's going to come at a price. When you make a deal with the devil, you're going to have to play the devil's game. It doesn't matter how great of a contract you've struck up. It doesn't matter how many high fives in the boardroom you did when you got that deal. The deal and the the paperwork, you must well throw it in the shredder because what you're dealing with is you're dealing with a totalitarian dictatorship in communist China. And the CCP doesn't play games. So basically, now that you spent $1.5 billion on a theme park and you're NBC, Universal, and next thing you know, you're reporting the news over Rachel Maddow's shop in MSNBC, and they tell you, we like Biden, we don't like Trump. Because Trump's making us enforce enforcing phase one down our throats and phase two and tariffing and taxing and sanctioning. And Biden, we got him by the short hairs because Hunter is a sellout and a crack addict. So we want Biden because we think that that would be good for China and bad for America. So that's what you're going to do. And if you don't do it, guess what? You might as well kiss your theme park goodbye. That $1.5 billion you invested in our, our country to get access to our, our 1.4 billion people, say goodbye to it unless you walk, you know, walk our walk and talk our talk. 
They've been controlling media for, yeah. for a long time. And I believe it's that co- level of coercion that says, if you want to have access to this cookie jar, you're going to have to kiss our butts. And you're going to have to play our game. And and it's a huge yeah, market. It, make, it makes you make you make so much sense, and you're not you're not alone. And like Rush, God rest his soul, said, "Don't ever let them convince you that you're in the minority because we're not." And right. and here's the thing: there's a website. If you go to it, wrwl.org, and listen to that guy. He's a he's a he's a minister that's been doing radio, the Christian Resistance. For nearly fifty years, and you'll hear stuff on there that'll 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 blow your mind. But we're all over it. Um, I'll uh, I'll keep uh, calling and listening as I can, brother. And uh, God bless you. You're in, you're definitely in my wife Irma's and my prayers. All you right. take care, buddy. Thank you. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks so much for that. All right. So yeah, no, that's the only way I can explain it. It always comes down to money, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And it comes down to you know self interest. And at some point, the only way I can explain it. Is, I mean, why would anybody be kissing up to China unless there is uh, coercion going on? I mean, and I am one that's talking about China uh, in the in the sense that I think we ought to be talking about them as thugs, and I think we ought to be talking about them as a third world uh, style government. I think we need to be talking about China as terrorists and dictators. And we need to be talking about China as human rights violators and people that have committed genocide on world populations, killing innocent women, children, grandmothers, grandfathers, killing off families, and stoking the flames of racial division. They've had spies in our uh, embassies and um, in, in, the, um, in the consulates. Uh, in Houston, remember? They mm-hmm. shut that one down. President Trump shut it down. There was supposed to be a spy ring. And out of that ring, you had the Georgia leadership, Raffensperger and Kemp, doing business. GeorgiaBusiness.cn. You can look it up. You can look it up. I'm going to do that right now. Why don't you do that right now? Uh, let's see. So it's GeorgiaBusiness.cn. And there it is. Now, Georgia, USA. GeorgiaBusiness.cn. What's the CN stand for? That's an extension. Yeah. That's a domain extension. Right, right. China. Right? I mean, Chinese companies settled in Georgia. Wow. There's a little peach. It says Georgia, USA on it. It's a Georgia logo. Wow. Why Georgia? It says Pro business environment incentives, workforce and education, infra- workforce and education. Wow, man! Uh, open your eyes, people. Right? I mean, education, education. What? Mandarin? What? <laughs> I mean, you know, what are we going to be speaking next? Well, that's you know, it. what are we? Go- what are well, we going to be taught? Well, there was a bit. You know, there was a big push to teach Mandarin in schools a number of years ago because of our relationships with China, and I, you know, and I wonder if. That hasn't, you know, created some of the situation yeah. we see now. Anybody at a computer, just go to GeorgiaBusiness.cn and ask yourself why that's happening. Huh. You know, it's just, thing, these, these are the types of things that bother me. It's happening right underneath our noses and we're not 
talking about it. So <clears throat> I want to get to um, another part of that transgender because I believe that the transgender in the military mm-hmm. and the transgender is, is, is all by design. These socialists that hate America. I was thinking about it yesterday and I was like, I can't even imagine... You know, like, I even I said the name Eric Swalwa for some reason. I don't know. It's like, here he is. He grew up in America. He grew up in, in California. Right. And he's waving the American flag. He wants to run for Congress. At some point, I don't think you're always thinking, okay, I'm going to run for Congress and I'm going to become a gazillionaire. Right. I, I think that you do have good intentions at some point. But wh- how do you square all this with... You know, flip-flopping on your philosophies and doing 180s on different things. And how do you get to the point, though, where Ted Lieu and Eric Swalwell and all these weirdos from California have the nerve to literally have the nerve to, 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 to make America last, to open up the borders like they're doing? And not even doing a catch and release. They're doing catch and release, but they're not even doing three hours of paperwork. They're just doing the honor system. And these people that are running across the border are wearing thank you Joe Biden t-shirts and stuff like that. Where are they getting the merchandise? I mean, it's absolutely right in our faces. Well, it's being just funded. Like, it's being the, these organizations like you, I would say, like a George Soros type group is paying for it because they're showing up wearing T-shirts saying Biden let us in. Yeah, but but they may as well put uh, they may as well be set up there at the border, not like um, Border Patrol, not like Customs and Border Patrol CBP. But like, you know, those people that are sitting at those um, tables uh, doing voter registration, you know, those people, I know, like, yeah, you know, like with their little blue um, tablecloth that says Biden 2020. Right. Um, They may as well set up those tables because that's the equivalent. I mean, what's happening is they're recruiting voters is what they're doing. And I've heard it by many different people that that's what they're doing. But this whole transgender thing is also designed to take God out of our country, replace God with government, and to, to demoralize and devalue who we are as a people by taking a fractional population of like, you know, 1%, less than 1% of our population, and acting like it represents 50% of our population. Somehow that tra- everybody wants to be a tranny. I think that's insane. Why would everybody you want know? to be a tranny? And you get this health inspector that's a man that doesn't even know, you know, the, the deputy are health... You, are you talking about uh, from Ra- Ra- Rachel Levine? Yeah, right. That dude. That dude. And, and uh, you know... You know, with the beard, yeah, and, yeah, and, the, yeah. and the bleach blonde yeah, well, hair. We, we all know, we all know who uh, he, she is. He <laughs> yeah. doesn't even know what sex they are, let alone you know. And and now, now they're in charge of people's lives in such a way that's uh, dangerous. And and so is uh, allowing uh, COVID to come through our southern border unchecked, unbridled. You know, I mean, these people are coming in, bringing their diseases. Stealing our low low uh, wage jobs, uh, our entry level jobs, at a time when they want to raise the minimum wage to fifteen dollars, and yet these people, these poor suffering people, are going to be working under the table for pittance. 
And they're going to somehow be given an ID, and they're going to be allowed to vote. Well, you know, the thing that drives me crazy is when I hear these stories about families that have been walking for months to get across the border because they have the perception that once they get here, they will be taken care of. And and it's fair. I mean, I, I have a lot of empathy for people that are, you know, trying to, you know, running from a terrorist government or running. That's not what's happening here. But you but you see these stories, but we should not be giving the perception that we're wide open. These people are coming with an attitude. Yeah, like it's yeah. It, it, uh, I'm entitled, and uh, that's the thing. And yeah. they don't even speak our language. They don't even know uh, what our government is. They don't know the three branches of government. They don't care. Well, we talked about this several years ago when 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 migrant children were being dropped off in different states without notifying the governors. You remember that? Yeah. Well, without the, their inoculations, and this, now we're in COVID. You know, what yeah. I mean, yeah, that's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, but here it says, when transgenderism discards my daughter, I will still be here for her. As crippling as it is, my grief at the loss of our relationship isn't the hardest pain to bear. Far beyond that, I'm terrified for her. But no matter how gender dys- dysphoria hurts her, I am willing to help. Love, not hate. Please read this article and educate yourself. So this was um, basically uh, this debate uh is tearing um, families apart. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because the young people that really don't fully understand, you know, the the issues uh, with respect to transgender. I mean, it sounds so. Uh, it sounds so easy to just go ahead and make it a, you know, to 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 be to, to act like you have this open mind, but I think that there's so much more going on upstairs in the psychological department. Totally. For people that are doing that, that I think that if you're going to be pushing uh, or advocating for this for a 14-year-old, I think that uh, rather than opt for um, psychology, psycho- psychotherapy, um, I think that you're you're committing some sort of uh, um, it's almost, child abuse. It's almost child abuse because you think about it. Ch- teenagers and, and pre-teenagers are very insecure and their bodies are changing. <clears throat> and if you basically as a parent, if you're saying to your child that you can have this surgery and, you know, things can change, you know, like like it's some type of magic wand. It's it's not being helpful because what mm-hmm. happens when the cha- change happens and then the child is still having the same problems and the surgery is not reversible. Right, right. And we're going to go ahead and take Julie. Julie, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Oh, good morning, good morning. I put together a, a list of a couple of thoughts that, that I'll be real quick, uh, that it, relating to this whole thing and see if there's a relationship. Population control, virus, mass, churches, um, denying God. singing no concerts no art no sports and then remember rollerball remember soylent green the master race of the nazis they actually measured people's heads with and they also performed genetic testing the ccp they're also manipulating genes viruses and their army and then the creation of concentration camps the Nazis, the CCP. Now, just recently, they opened up, uh, they shut down the Keystone Pipeline, but what did they do over the weekend? 
they they came to an agreement to create a transit system that crosses Mexico, U.S. and Canada, railroad system, underground railroad. I mean, it's like history is repeating itself. Remember, H, um, HRC, she accused Trump of returning people in railroad cars um, back to Mexico, the illegal immigrants. Now, what is it that they're doing? They're busing them in. They're bringing them in, and now they're creating a railroad system to transit them in into the country, into the interior. Right. And 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 Biden, he's setting up so four can be in Mexico, and then then remember over the weekend and last week you were discussing the critical race theory, and then we have Epstein Island, and then I thought about. And Epstein and Dr. Moreau, how, how, how different are they? And, and the CCP, they're all trying to manip- manipulate genes. And, and it, it just it seems in the, with the child trafficking. The, the it's all about controlling populations. Hotels. That's all it is. Bill Gates started it with yeah. his software, and then he went and migrated the va- va- vaccines. Um, and it's all about the globalist view is all about controlling populations, whether it be to um, yeah. woo people in with carrots and sticks um, uh, from the Middle East and call them refugees, um, whether it's the U.N. and a lot of their different programs to displace people out of Africa and bring them to the United States. They become lift drivers overnight. Um, and then and then. Uh, and, and then now you have the caravans coming up through the south by way of El, El Salvador and uh, Honduras. Ultimately, what they want, you know, and they had the European Union, right? The word union is a very, you know, liberal word. Um, but the, the European Union gave uh, people like Angela Merkel a lot of power. The power that they never, ever would have had if they were not a European Union. but Because they became... Uh, more dominating in, in in controlling over a larger population. Well, they want to they want to create a, an America Union, not just a European Union, but they want to create. So, uh, you, you remember when um, Obama was talking about with Joe DePlumber about spreading it around a little, redistribution of wealth. Remember, he was the one that really brought that to the yeah. forefront. Well, the ultimate redistributing of wealth is what they're doing now, which is taking all of the world's poor and bringing them into... So rather than give, you know, rather than like Bono and people like that back in the 80s and, and George W. Bush, giving aid to Africa and allowing those foreigners to disseminate our tax dollars to help out other populations like we constantly are doing, uh, we, will, we, we, we really decided, well, let's just bring the population here and we can control it. So it's a redistribution of wealth on steroids. And again, what that does is that ultimately collapses the middle class. And what I've been saying, and I've been probably, you know, the ones talking about this the most, is that when you crush them, uh, I said two things. I said, you cannot have socialism if you have a strong, independent thinking, vibrant, working middle class. You cannot have socialism if you have that. So the, the way you get to socialism is you crush the middle class because that's the one group of population that thinks on their own and doesn't like to be told what to do. That's the body of America. That's what made America great. That's what Trump was about, making America great again 
by restoring power and independence uh, from Washington to the middle class. And that's why people like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and all these radical socialist liberals uh, really saw Trump as an existential threat. Well, it's their whole disregard to the human race. I mean, you, you, the killing of people in nursing homes. And then you discussed uh, last week about Native Americans missing and being taken from being abduct, uh, abducted. And then the yeah. women also being abducted. What is this all going on? You know, somebody had told me about the Native. Somebody told me about the Native American Indians. Um, I was talking to uh, a a guy uh, that I speak to from time to time, and he he brought up this uh, concept of adrenochrome, and he was talking about the reason why Native American Indians were targeted is they have this Rh negative or Rh positive blood type, where you know it's generally. Like, you can't be it if you're, like, uh, white, Anglo-Saxon, A, B, whatever. But you can be it if you um, are a typical O um, type of uh, blood type and have this RH positive, which is, like, the creme de la creme for adrenochrome. Now, that's what I've heard. You know, I've heard that. I don't I don't really. I'm not a I, – I don't really know well, the answer to that's that. That's what but. just got me thinking into this line when you were discussing that. That's what got me thinking in this line of this island of Dr. Moreau mindset where they, they want to manipulate everything and they want to control our population. And now they're creating rail systems so that they can go between Mexico, U.S., and Canada. And, That's and, just another and, way to do, oh, be more like Europe and make, our, make ourselves the American Union. Like the European Union, so you won't even need a passport to go the from Mexico of the to America. Too. That's another way of looking at it. Where now that the yes, go ahead, say that again. Anyway, so S- they're S- also trying to get into inside the middle of the country, and mm. if they want to follow the the model of the CCP, then they're going to create concentration camps or re-education camps or or things like that, or. If it, what are they going to do with all these illegals that are bringing in, especially the, the child trafficking? Remember unaccompanied minors, that uh, 10-year-old young gals, and, and what are they going to do with them? They're just going to erase into the sunset? How are they going to keep track of those people? Who, they have no parents. Who's going to account for them? What's going to happen to them? Is it, are they going to... There's... there's just no method to this madness. Right. It's truly madness. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they want us all to be clones. Well, thank you so much for calling in today. Thank you. Well, sorry <laughs> to bug you. I was just listening all weekend and, and just trying to put things together to find some sort of method to the madness. <laughs> We're all trying to figure it out. <laughs> all right. Take care. Yeah. Take care. Right. All right. So, um, you know, one of the things is the ultimately it becomes we all become clones of each other, right? Yes. No original thinking. Political yeah. correctness gets in the way of that. Yeah. And, you know, Molly Hemingway came out with this article about um, one party control of the press and media is a threat to a viable democracy. In a blistering dissent, Judge Lawrence Silberman said the New York Times and Washington Post are Democratic Party broadsheets. 
The control of major media by one political party is a dangerous threat to the country, a federal judge warned in a blistering dissent that called the courts uh, called for courts to revisit libel laws that generally protect the press from being held liable for their reporting. It should be borne in mind that the first step taken by any potential authoritarian or dictatorship dictatorial regime is to gain control of communications, particularly the delivery of news. And this is Judge Lawrence Sullivan of the D.C. Circuit for the Court of Appeals. It is, it is fair to conclude, therefore, that one party control of the press and media is a threat to a viable democracy. You know, it's it's um it's disturbing really when you think about it. I mean it it started back Obama was really the start of all of this. Yeah. I mean, when the Associated Press uh was being spied upon by Eric Holder and his DOJ, or when James Rosen and mm-hmm. his dad were being spied upon, um and Angela Merkel was being spied upon, you know, they talk about Nixon spying on people um now it pales in comparison to the kind of spying that they had going on today the politicization of our top brass at the pentagon firing all the generals and restoring generals that have a uh you know a a blue lean liberal you know and the uh the socialist democrat socialist of america party embedding itself into our bureaucracy Mm mm-hmm you know, it's a, it's a disturbing thing to politicize the IRS, to target conservative groups that have the word Tea Party in them, like Lois Lerner did. Yeah. And to have two standards of justice and to have a free press that actually turns a blind eye to all of this is absolute insanity. It's absolutely insane. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, and you haven't gotten a lot of talk time. Today, I haven't. So. I felt I talked a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. Of course, it's absolutely insane. And I think in in Molly's article, she did. You know, she she mentioned <coughs> a book that came out called uh, Tim Gross Closes. Tim Grossclose wrote a book called Left Turn, How the Liberal Media Bias Distorts the American Mind. And this book came out about 10 years ago. And the book argued that the media bias, even a decade ago, gave Democrat candidates an 8 to 10 point advantage. And, you know, at this point, we don't even pretend that we have an unbiased media. It's just a, a, a given that the media is always going to lean left. Now, going back to the days of all the president's men, there was a perception that members of the media were often liberal, but the idea at the time was that they were liberal, and liberal had a more positive connotation than it has now. That they were more liberal in terms of their thinking, but perhaps it, it gave it had more of the context of free thinking as opposed to a political bias thinking. Right. Well, uh, I think we got the co-host of uh, Beer, Chips, and Politics. Pat Kaneen. Yeah. <laughs> how are you today? Pretty good. How are you doing? We're looking forward to your show. It's, good. It good. sounds great. Thank you for your plug. I will remain shameless and take all the 
help I can get with watching this, but we are very excited to be part of, of, of this network. As you know, um, you're moving things forward as opposed to just sitting there and apathetically breathing, going, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? No, you have such a good organization here that um, it, it's very it's, it's very honoring to, to, to be part of it. Um, by the way, William Randolph Hearst kind of taught us a long time ago that if you control the press, you can control the world. Very yeah. true. Yeah. Very true. <clears throat> yeah, Rand Paul said so that. So it, it, didn't, it, it didn't just start during the Obama administration. I think we've seen this happen over time. And um, I believe that we're going to see more controlling things happen for example if you control the voting machines you can control the nation or the state or the precincts because that's the way i feel we were just robbed a number of months ago yeah i mean uh i was just watching um i was listening to uh president trump talking on radio uh he gave an interview with uh, uh booth lisa booth i think and um you know, it's just, it's hard to believe that this guy, the way he, you know, the way he handles stuff, too, is just really impressive. Um, that Donald Trump, you know, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. They got away with it. Um, and he's able to accept it and, uh, you know, and just continue to put one. That's the one thing that always really impressed me about Donald Trump is, you know, he kind of accepted things for the way they, you know, the, the, what was happening for the way it is. And, he would just make the move. He would control what he could control, but he wouldn't worry about the things he couldn't control, and that's just a beautiful thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And that they've they've all always uh, made philosophy and quotes about that, mm-hmm. you know. Worry about the things you can control and. Something about the difference, you know, and, that, uh, the, and the wisdom to. Yeah. Well, that's the uh, alcoholism. Yeah. Okay. A A pledge. What is it, uh, Lord? I, I don't. Yeah. Grant me the serenity. Yeah, to, yeah. to take care of the things but, I but, can't control but, but and the he wisdom. He really does to sort of. He's able to live that uh, philosophy, and I, I really have a lot of respect for Donald Trump uh, for having that. Well, I'm one of those people that are going to be the. Le- I'm just going to wait it out. I still always pray that there's something that's going to happen. For example, right now we see in Arizona that they're going to do a 2.1 million vote hand count of Maricopa County, and that kind of gets me a little excited because I still believe that if we can get one state to overturn what happened, maybe this gets solved on a state level in spite of what is happening in Washington. There's got to be a judge and breathing air today that's got to look at mm-hmm. this and know, just like you and just like me and just like Leonora. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be a judge sitting there that's like, I would love to take a case like that and flip this thing up on its head. You know? Well, because, I, think, I think you're starting to see judges jump in and, and say, no, it can't be that way. It, it, it's... It's just, why, why did they take an oath if they're not going to uphold it? You right. can't avoid law. You can only do it for so long. But uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to just set the record straight that uh, we are going to be called Knocking Them Back with Beer Chips and Politics. We'll have a website that should be up next week called Beer Chips and Politics. And let me tell all the listeners out there that we're excited to bring kind of a fictitious background into uh, an hour of your day where basically we're talking or like, like two guys at a bar basically talk, thinking about real world situations and, and what affects them on a daily basis 
And we throw in a little levity with the fact that we're always going to be coming to you from a famous bar in the sense of it was in a movie or in a TV show or it is a, a fun location where we can talk about it and throw some side things in that just don't make this a, a turn or burn type of show in the sense that it's, it's really hard listening to the realities of what's going on 24-7. So we, we, we hopefully took a soft and fun approach to it. Yeah. Do no, I, I see? Do I see a Cheers in the future? Yeah. Well, that would be the Bull and Finch. Yes. <laughs> Although I understand they just they're permanently just closed from uh, from being out of business for a year in COVID. Oh wow! In it's terrible. So, what what COVID's done but to it, our... But it does yeah. it does live on, and of course, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll find a place where Seinfeld ate or something like that. Well, we're going to do all those things because it just it makes it fun. And it pulls a little interest into the show because everybody had a favorite show or a favorite um, a favorite venue that they they saw tied to a show, and, and we like to jump around from place to place. All right, Pat. In fact, uh, let's. Uh, I look forward to to being part of the team. All right, we Pat. look forward well, to it as well. I heard your show. It, I just it blew me away how great it was, and uh, so we're going to be playing those shows this week. I know that I was late getting them up because we've been busy with a lot of other stuff, but um, uh, the shows I've heard have just been so terrific, and I can't wait to hear more. So thank you again for that, and uh, we're going to be uh, talking about this in the days and weeks to come. Thank you, Pat. Look forward to it. All right, take have a care. Great day. All right. Well, that's Pat Kinnean, uh knocking him back. Back with, with beer, beer chips, chips and, and politics. politics. Yeah. So that's a, a show that we're bringing to you. It's going to be an original show. It's yeah. so good. I can't wait to share it with people. I can't wait to share our new organization with people as well, org and BugleCall.org. I've been putting in so much work. Uh, with these two websites, it's just unbelievable. But it's a labor of love. And um, so we're, we've made so much progress. And we, we have these events that we're yeah. building. We and we're going to be bringing a lot of things together in terms of taking our country back. And that's, that's how we're going to do it. Uh, basically, we gotta we gotta take out the rhinos in Washington. The only, we gotta make sure that we stop the rigging of elections, and then when we have elections, we gotta get these rhinos out of office, and that means that we're going to be targeting primaries, and we're going to be trying to primary out of office Lisa Murkowski, Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, and uh, a whole host of other bandits that are part of the GOP. Uh, power structure, and that would even include Ron and McDaniel, uh, the head of the GOP. Hey, but that brings us to the end of our show. You've been listening to the Scott Adams Show, and my name is Scott Adams. My name is Leonore Cravetta. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Be sure to check out scottadamshow.com for the podcast, and go over and check out buglecall.org and magapack.org. Uh, you'll be blown away by the, what we're doing over there. Just to bury my kids right up to there.